there. I'm Amy Schmidt, host of the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Thanks so much for joining in. This is part two of my conversation with the inspiring Jenny Lisk. Jenny Lisk is the host of the Widowed Parent podcast, and she is sharing her story of how unexpectedly she lost her husband to brain cancer at the time with two children that were eight and 10 and going on living forward and supporting and building a community around grief. I encourage you to listen to this part of my interview with Jenny Lisk as we talk about strategies we can incorporate into our own lives to help those who may be grieving. Back to my conversation with Jenny Lisk. So, you know, here's a question for you. What, what can you do? You know, what do you ask? How do you help a neighbor? How do you, you know, somebody like that who's, or a friend who may have lost their spouse, you know, what types of questions should we be asking them? You know, you, you want to bring meals and, and you want to do that, but are there, what would be two questions that you would say you wish people asked you when you were going through this? Yeah, you know, this is something that's actually come up a lot for me because um, since people know that I've been through this, um, people reach out to me all the time and they say, you know, my neighbor's wife just died and they have these three little kids. My colleague's husband just died and they've got two kids, whatever. How can I be supportive? How can I help them? Yes. And I was answering people, you know, kind of one off, like giving them a whole bunch of stuff, which was great. And they thought it was helpful. Um, but I realized, you know, I'm getting these same kinds of questions over and over again because it is, you know, it happens more than, well, more than I realized before my husband died right. and I kind of got plugged into this world. Right? I didn't know anybody right. else. Who, right. So I put, I actually put together recently a, a document um, and, you know, I'm lucky that I, I had tremendous friends and tremendous support that I could kind yeah. of draw on, like what was helpful, what did the most helpful people do or say. Yes, exactly. Um, and kind of put that into a document, um, which I can give you the link if you want. Um, yeah, for your please. Yeah. yeah, and also there's a couple articles I wrote recently which are um, along the same lines. Like one of them is called How to how to, uh, how to to Bring Food to a Widowed Parent, No Casserole Required. <laughs> and, exactly. And that, exactly. And how you, many things of lasagna. I know, I know. Yeah. And I've aimed it at widowed... I mean, the title is, you know, about widowed parents, but it really applies... You know, if somebody has any kind of significant loss and or if somebody is, you know, seriously ill, supporting yeah. some, supporting a friend in a crisis like that, I think, you know, people would find the article helpful, not only for, you know, widowed parents, if that's not their particular situation. But right. that's right. the number one thing that I've told people who've asked, there's a, I'll give you a link to this video by Megan Devine. She wrote a book called Refuge in Grief. No, no, that's okay. the name of her website. Her book okay. is called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. Wow. Uh, something like that. Anyway, it's a short video. It's like three or four minutes. It's animated. And I think it really sets the stage for how to think about um, helping a friend to get to your question. It's Yes, yes, that's point, great. Yeah, the point of the video is like um, people tend to think that they need to fix something they need to fix the person's grief or yeah. fix the person's yeah. pain if yeah. only they could say the right thing then that will maybe not entirely fix you know maybe partially fix or whatever right, right? people want to fix things and and yeah. it comes from a you know a really good place because they want to help their friend and what what Megan Devine points out in this video is that it actually 
what that does is it it invalidates the people's pain. Mm. So like if you if you are you know someone is thinking well you know um, you're talking to your friend who's grieving and you say well yeah. at least you had you know 20 years with him or whatever. Right. Well, right. really, any sentence that starts with at least, at least you yeah. probably should scratch from your vocabulary in these conversations, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because what makes the person, instead of the person feeling like, oh, yes, there's a silver lining I hadn't thought of. Right. Yes, thank you for pointing that out to me. Instead, right. it's like, you don't get it, Yeah. right? Exactly. Like 20 years isn't cool. I wanted 50 yes. or whatever, right? Yep. And so um, the point of the video is like the most helpful thing is to sit with the person and acknowledge their pain like yeah this sucks mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah this is hard yeah yeah i am here i'm sitting next to you and i'm not going to get scared and run away right and i'm not going to try to fix it right i'm oh, just that's here great. that's good advice yeah i'll definitely post that in the episode notes that'd be a great resource because you don't know what to ask i mean everybody wants to help and you're right everybody wants to solve or, you right. know, say the right, right thing. And that is, that's really good advice. Well, and here's the thing, though, because you can't fix the underlying issue, but right. you can fix a lot of practical problems like yeah. food, mowing the lawn, taking out the garbage cans, carpooling right. the kids, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? Those are mm -hmm. things that you can quote unquote fix, right. you know, or help with, you, you know, if they don't have any, if they're, you know, spouse was the lawn mower guy, and they don't have anybody to mow their lawn now. Right. And maybe they're capable of doing it themselves, except maybe they're not capable because of right. the grief. Right. Yeah. They're just yeah. like, I can't mow the lawn right now. I can't handle that. Well, right. you know, the neighbor who's mowing their lawn anyway can take that on for them. Can do it. And, yep. Right. And so those are the kinds of things you can do. And so actually, in some of the information I put together, I've got a list of 25 different practical, mm, that's you great. know, ideas of things. And, um, Sometimes it's helpful just to, it depends on the person and your relationship to them. And, you know, but um, one of the things I learned is that sometimes it's more helpful just to do things yeah. or to yeah. say like, hey, can I bring your garbage cans out for you every week and bring them back the next day? Oh. And then the person can say yes or no. Right. But right. instead of saying, um, let me know if I can do anything to help. Yes. Which is right? what everybody says. Yeah. Right. Because and, yeah. and they say it from the best of places. They do. Right? Yes, I because agree. They truly do want to be helpful. They don't want to make assumptions and they don't want to step on their toes. Right. The thing that I think that that maybe people don't necessarily realize is that that can tend to place a burden on the person who's grieving. And they're, and they're not trying to place a burden. They're trying to be helpful. Right. right. But if you say to me, let me know what I can do to help. Now I'm like, oh, my God, uh -huh. I don't know what I need. Right. And, and thinking about it is too hard. And, yeah. you know, or if you said, you know, if you ever need something from Costco, let me know. Yeah. Well, you know, next week or three weeks from now, if I actually need toilet paper. Right. I'm going to, if I even remember. Yeah. Oh, Amy said, let me know if I ever need anything from Costco. Well, I know going to Costco is is kind of a big yeah. deal. And normally yeah. you plan it and you, right. Yeah. And so if I say, oh, I need toilet paper. Can you go to Costco for me today? Well, that's a pretty big ask. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yep. so it was actually super helpful for me. A friend yeah. texted me and was like, I am at Costco now. What do you what need? Do you need? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I need cat food. Oh, and they're yeah. like, great. It'll be on your doorstep at noon. You know? Wow. That is Amazing. helpful. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That just 
hit a spot for me too, because I know I say the same thing. What can, you know, let me know what you need. Well, right. You know, right. Yeah. Wow. That now, was very eye opening. I would say that there is a place for someone who's very close to the person to mm-hmm. say like, um, I've got a whole bunch of people contacting me who want to know how they can help. Can I sit down with you? I've got some ideas, you know, can I sit down with you and, and, you know, brainstorm a little bit and ask you. Right. Right. So like, you don't want everybody asking, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? But yeah. if somebody's the gatekeeper, you know, one of my really good friends said, you know, a bunch of people wanted to help and a bunch of people have been, you know, giving me 20 bucks in, in yeah. school mail because they want to help and they don't know what. So she's like, you know, I was thinking about it. Can we get some short term housekeeping help for mm-hmm. you with this money that people have donated because they want to help? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even thought about getting a housekeeper. And I had right. thought, well, right. I should be able to do that myself. And, you know, yeah, yeah. And my friend's like, look, I know you can or you could or whatever, but yeah. people want to help. And she's like, I'll, I'll find somebody for you. I'll make the arrangements. Uh, you don't have to do anything, but just tell me if, if you're okay with this. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, yeah, actually, you know, that would be really helpful. Yeah. Um, so that kind of thing, you know, where if somebody can be the gatekeeper and brainstorm and, you know, get the person's approval or buy-in or whatever. Because right. if I had right. said, no, I do not want one more person in my house. I cannot handle this. Right. Then, you know, she would have backed off. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So, exactly. yeah. Great advice. All right. I, I look forward to, I'll post those links for sure. Here's a question that I ask <laughs> everybody on the podcast, every guest, I always ask this and I, and I love their answers. And the reason I do it is because, you know, this podcast is about empowering and inspiring women through stories and everybody has a journey. And so if, if you could tell your 30 year old self, are you 50 yet? No, you're almost 50, aren't you? Well, I'm turning 48 in February. Oh, 48. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll be 50. Yeah, so, so we're right I feel around like that I'm same. staring down 50. Yeah, I mean, all my <laughs> all my friends are straddling one side or the other of 50. So yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, it's a it's a big year. Um, what would what advice would you give your 30 year old self? Oh, that's a good one. I know it's a lot of people say that. It takes some thought. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this lately in the context especially of like what kind of advice can I give my kids they're not 30 they're teenagers right Right. but in terms of thinking about preparing them for life yeah um and so I think about you know myself when I was 30 so at that point I was just married about four years Mm -hmm. and we were living in Yonkers New York and we yeah and it we you know we bought our first house it was a 1921 fixer And we didn't have kids yet. Um, So shortly after that, we would encounter infertility and then adoption and then a cross-country move. And, well, the cross-country move was before that. But anyway, you get the point. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I think about it. One of the things that I've come to realize more recently in the aftermath of death and loss and caregiving and, you know, all this stuff and this might sound, I don't know, simple or right. something, but this idea that I own my life. Mm. Um, wow. I remember I, it, a couple of years ago, I guess, I was seeing my therapist frequently sure. and loved talking to her. I could talk to her for hours. Uh, but And mm-hmm. I, I would do a lot of walking in between and doing more thinking. 
and I had this aha moment and I wrote down uh, something like if I if I don't own my life mm-hmm. who the hell else does mm-hmm. or will or which way it was and mm-hmm. so I, it was a big aha for me mm-hmm. I to my therapist and I'm like I had this big breakthrough right aha and so I read it to her and she was like yeah yeah <laughs> like you know, and, and, and kind of like, yes, you're right. Like, you know, but yeah. for me, it was a big, ah, and she's like, yeah, no, that's, that's right. Like, as if, you know, of course she already knew that because she's a therapist and she knows this stuff. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for me, it's like, whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think about that in terms of like preparing younger people for the world ahead, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, if I can somehow instill in my kids this sense that like, for better and for worse, they mm-hmm. own the decisions about how they're going to put their lives together. Yeah. Like, as long as, you know, I mean, I hope for certain parameters, right? I hope that they have good physical health, good mental health, right. um, the ability to define their life in a way that's self-sustainable, right? Whether that's mm-hmm. by themselves or with a partner, mm-hmm. that they can figure out how they're going to support themselves and how they're going to organize their lives in a way that makes themselves happy and happy right. in the long term, right? right. Like, it, right. It's a pretty loose set of, yeah. I mean, think about society's expectations. Society has a lot more expectations than that, right? Yeah. Like you go, yeah. Well, you graduate, you work hard, you go to college, you go to the best college you can, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this da, right? Da, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm back off that and think more broadly like mm-hmm. there's, a million, there's a million ways you could put your life together that meets the objectives of being able to sustain sustain yourself in a way that satisfies you right right and you have a partner that collectively you sustain yourselves in a way that satisfies you yeah exactly you could live here or there or somewhere else you could have this or that career you could have mm-hmm. this or that mm-hmm. choices right there's infinite combination of possibilities but with that larger goal in mind um and that's I think something that I didn't really realize until you know after my loss and after I've been thinking more about you know life is short and yeah exactly yeah I think before I was more like well this is what's expected of me and this is what society expects and this is Mm kind of what Mm -hmm. do it's kind of following along Yeah. yeah and so, yeah, I think it's an excellent question that you're asking your guests. And I think that it's something that, yeah, those of us who are facing 50 yeah, um, right. you know, can, are in a position to start reflecting on that. Yeah, I love that answer. That's good. So I, I love sharing this space with you. It's amazing. I encourage everybody, whether you've been through a loss like Jenny has experienced and is in our widow or you know someone or you know what, you just want to listen to a great podcast with great insight and information. Check out The Widowed Parent. You can find it anywhere. You, you know, I, I did a little thing about where to find podcasts because I get that a lot from people. Amy, I'd love to listen, but I don't know where to find you. Um, so I will link everything in the episode notes. And, and my last question for you is because you are so inspiring and insightful and you've had an amazing, amazing journey of just so many so many things you've had to take on and you've done it with grace. Um, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Huh, well, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> this is off the cuff. I know we didn't, we didn't really talk about this. Yeah, no, that's, um, 
Well, so I um, I am doing the podcast full time, and okay. I'm writing a couple of books, and one of them is a memoir, and one of them is the Widowed Parent Handbook, which is kind of based on you know the podcast and the things I'm learning yep. from my guests and stuff there. And I, so I like to build all of that into be you know the the first stop for mm-hmm. widowed parents and you know specifically with kids you know whether they're babies grade school teenagers up through college age kind of that yeah, right. range kids that are still at home you know being mm-hmm. parent kids that are 30 or 40 or whatever um i i would like to build what i'm doing into kind of the first stop where you know the book and maybe other additional books down the road, you know, give you a good idea of where, you know, the lay of the land. And then not that it has necessarily all of the answers, but that it points you to, you know, if this or that is your need or your struggle or whatever, right. this could help go, go there or talk to this person or, you know, um, exactly. it's a resource. It's, it's, yeah. you're, gonna, you're creating something. So now people when they were struggling what to find, like when you found what to expect when you're expecting and all of that we could find, you're going to make this available to people. And that's that's what's so needed. It's wonderful. Well, I think of it almost like is what to expect when the other parent dies. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and it's a starting point. And so th- through the podcast, through the books, I'm also working on building out my YouTube channel with a bunch of resources, you yeah. know, in the same space, you know, mm-hmm. different aspects, mm-hmm. and topics and stuff. And, and I'd like then ultimately to start doing some speaking and, um, you know, other things like that, where to kind of build this, um, yeah, resource, I guess, exactly. in, the, in the sense of the term that really um, can help people with the answers that that I was looking for and, and really, you know, couldn't find. Yeah, exactly. I think I want you to come and speak out here on the East Coast. <laughs> so I think this fall 2020, you might have to, um, to make a trip out this way. Um, for a women's I summit. Yeah, I, I would love to have you be a part of it because um, I think so many women could benefit. So I just wish you all the best. And we obviously are going to stay connected and um, I'd like to have you back on and we'll follow up and because I'm sure that I will get some questions as well and I'll forward them to you. But, um, yeah, you know, let's open the dialogue on this. Let's spread the word about your podcast. And that's what it's about because it's 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 getting the word out there. And um, you're incredible. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I hope that people, you know, people who are listening who are widowed parents, um, mm-hmm. you know, please, I'd love to have you, in, you know, involved in the podcast and what I'm doing. I've got a discussion group, too, um, right. on Sunday, uh, one Sunday a month. But also people who are listening who are not widowed parents. Right. Um, you know, anybody could know somebody who is or, you know, sadly, next week, somebody yeah. in your circle could become a widowed yeah. parent. But, exactly. it's, but it's also more broadly, you know, you the grief and loss and how to be a, a good ally because mm-hmm. we're all going to have to be one at some point. Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, some of those articles that I'll send you links to and, um, and actually at, at my, my website, it's at jennylisk.com slash allies. There's a, okay. a downloadable um, f- for allies. And so it's got it's like 10 or 12 pages of really, um, you know, solid content good. specifically good. for, you know, like here's some texts that are helpful to send and here's yeah. what to say and here's what not to say. Yeah. And yeah. those 25 practical ideas, you know, of how you can tangibly help all that good stuff. Um, awesome. Is, is in there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a great rest of the week. Okay. Thanks for having me on. This has been great. Yeah. 
Thanks so much for joining in the podcast today. And remember, if you like what you're hearing and you feel that the content is adding value to your life, please rate and review the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. You can go right to Apple Podcasts and go ahead and leave a review and a rating. And also, I encourage you to subscribe to www.fearlesslyfacing50.com. 50 is spelled out. And for all of you that listen to this podcast today, if you will tag me in a post on Instagram and say, hey, I listened to this podcast on my uh, Instagram post about Jenny List podcast, or you do the same in Facebook, I will enter you in a drawing and I'm going to be actually drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card along with a slew of fabulous skincare products for one winner. And two other winners will receive your tell me something good jar that is custom designed for me uh, from a woman out in Long Island and you will receive those. So please go ahead, tag a friend, follow and subscribe to the podcast, the website, and go ahead and tag yourself, tag me, tag a friend, either on Instagram at fearlessly.facing.50 or in the Facebook group, fearlessly facing fearlessly facing 50 or cannonball making your splash with confidence. If you go ahead and say you listen to the podcast and you tag yourself a friend, myself, you will be entered. Until next week, take care of yourselves and go forth and be awesome.